The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We are about to hop into Child Free in Asia uh, panel. Quick thank you to our presenting sponsor, Child Free Media, our champion level sponsor, Child Free Wealth, and our other sponsors, 365 Diversity, Best Child Free Life Possible uh, Facebook group, Buy Child Free, Buy Child Free, Child Free Family, Child Free Journals, StopHavingKids.org, StreamYard, and the books, The Age of the Child by Kristen Tetsy and Wild Egg by Jennifer Flint. The Opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the event or its affiliates. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's have some fun. <laughs> hey, Isa. Hi. Hello. Good evening. Hey, Kazane, how are you? Hi. Do you guys hear me? Perfectly. Yep. Oh, great. So I'm <laughs> sorry. My, my computer doesn't have a camera function, so I'm going to go this way. So. That's okay. We we can see we can see your image. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it counts. So uh, just tell us about yourself, and uh, Kazane, we'll start with you. Yes, thank you. Um, so my name is Kazane, and I'm actually from Japan, and I've been working as a pro-choice activist. Um, I've been working to remove spousal consent requirement for abortion and provide accurate information on usage on abortion pills because sadly, in order for women to get abortion in Japan legally, they need to get a permission from a man, from a man who impregnated them. So that's one thing I've been working on. And also when you type abortion pill in, Japan, in Japanese, there's thousands of misinformation and exaggeration that that is intended to uh, prevent women from having abortions or using medication. But I understand it is difficult for most of Japanese women to get accurate information in their native language. So I've been working on translation as well. Um, I'm happy to be a part of this show because I was just browsing my Instagram and I found this event. I was like, oh, maybe it's for me, you know? Um, I think uh, having an opportunity to talk with a child-free male is going to give me another perspective. So I'm excited about it. And thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Isa, tell us about yourself. Well, initially I would like to thank the administrative personnel and everyone who has sacrificed their time and resources in order to make this event happen. Uh, my name is Isa Al-Kawraba, and I am from Yemen. Yemen is, in, is a country in the Middle East, surrounded by Saudi Arabia and Oman. It's in the Arab Peninsula. So although we are from Japan, me and Kanzani, uh, uh, sensei, so like uh, we are actually far apart and we might differ in cultures extremely widely. Uh, yeah. So I moved to India to do my bachelor degree. Then I did my master degree in Malaysia. And next month I'm traveling to South Korea to do my second master degree. Wow. I, thank you. I have been, I have always known that 
bringing children for me personally would be a very bad idea very long ago however when i came to india i i came to know there is uh, there is a thing called child free and from that from that uh, time i started looking occasionally searching here and there and i got to know it's like you can just say hey screw it you can just choose not to have kids and it's as simple as that so yeah that is <laughs> yeah thank go ahead. you so the term child free is not necessarily known throughout the world. Uh, how is it explained where you're from? So Kazane, we'll start with you. Okay. Yes, in Japan, we have a word that is equivalent to child free by choice, but it's not as widely spread as it is in English, but we still use the term and we do have the word for that. But in Japanese, uh, we do not have like any other terms such as child free for life or stuff like that. So I think it is necessary for us to make other words um, that can describe different life choices because it is the very it is very important to empower especially women who do not want to have children. Um, by telling them it is okay to feel the way they feel, um, I think it is very important for us to have words or ways to speak out. Thank you. Isa, go ahead. Uh, yeah, child-free, like linguistically speaking, obviously it wouldn't be available since we speak the Arabic language. So, but like the meaning of it, the child-free term does not exist at all. That doesn't mean there are people who are childless. There are some people who do not have children, very few, for medical uh, reasoning or for, for mainly medical reasons, like they could not. And those people are are actually feeling they are feeling disappointed they do all what they can they they invest all their resources they make it their life's work to try to get this child by any means even if they have to borrow money and travel abroad for medication so when it comes to child free being child free or the child free term itself is non-existential like it does not exist at all people look at those people who are childless and feel sorry for them since they do not have children and the ones who are childless actually feel the same thing they feel like they they do not fit within the society since they are being deprived from the pleasure of having kids i think those yeah thank up, you yeah those bring up great points just because i mean this is it, it, we're all international we're all located somewhere else in the world different languages different backgrounds and yeah the term child free you know it's becoming more popular and that might be why there are pockets throughout the world where we don't see an active child free community and lifestyle happening because they just haven't found the term and it's hard it's hard to find people like you if you don't know what to kind of look up or how to how to find others exactly exactly Correct. So like the in, in Yemen or in the Arab Peninsula, generally, there is no use in English, even in school. We are we study in Arabic English as a second language elective if you would like to. But it like uh, it is not necessarily commonly used. You could find people who are specialized in linguistic studies, different languages. So but like uh, the anyhow whatever idea you would like to express in any language the same idea would be expressed in a different language 
but it would still get the same concept. Once you learn both languages, you can actually translate. So when you say the meaning of child-free, that is choosing not to have kids from your own, voluntarily choosing not to have kids, that idea is still not yet there. That is my point. <laughs> so it does not arrive. <laughs> you got me. And I so, feel still kind yeah. of a battle we have here in North America too. You know, not not to the same extent, obviously, but even with the terms. You know, people are still confused by the term "child-free" in English. You know, it's it's still it's still new. Like if if I go and say, you know, I'm a child-free lifestyle advocate, people go, "Huh? Like what does that mean?" You know. Yeah. So it's it the term. I feel is it's still it's a lot of work to be done to get the term "child-free." Uh, understood not not even the concept of what it means it's just the, the term itself yeah. being used we have a ways to go with that and so mm -hmm. what is the child free community uh like where you're from uh, kazane well so um actually it is hard to tell but many feminists and activists are choosing not to have children from the perspective of uh, patriarchy and male dominance in japan um, but the thing is, Japan is known for its peer pressure, so um, so there is an atmosphere that you have to go as uh, the same way as everyone goes. Um, so yes, people can choose not to have children, but usually, usually they are not vocal about it. Um, whenever someone says, oh, when you're going to have kids, or are you going to have babies, and they just chuckles, like they just avoid judgment or confusion, so mm -hmm. just they just remain silent. But I think it is important for us to be vocal about it, because by speaking out and saying, no, I'm not going to have uh, children, um, it, it empowers women, and by telling them, what we want and how we want to live, empower other people in the community and tell them that we have other choices as well. So I think it is important for us to speak out uh, and, you know, do not worry about what other people are doing or do not uh, worry about peer pressure too much. Um, we can still have choices. And I think it is one of my duty to tell them it is okay for them to have choices. Thank you. Thank you. He's the same question. What's it like in the child-free community? Since you're kind of bouncing around, what's it like in both places? <laughs> exactly. So like, uh, actually, you would understand the answer, right? Since I have told you that, that about the term itself. So the child community, community would mean like people who have a similar mindset or they agree on the same ideology will gather together and have some occasional activities or they can actually discuss their ideology publicly without being pressured or, you know, uh, concealed or without being afraid or threatened. That kind of community is absolutely, unfortunately, does not exist as well. So like having such a community in Yemen or most probably in Saudi Arabia, Oman, Qatar, that is the Arab Peninsula, that countries around 11 countries together, in the Middle East, is it still not yet to come? It is not yet. It is. It has still got long way. In fact, at the moment, it is not tangible. It it might be there, but it's absolutely not on the surface. Yeah. So, in short, like uh, when it comes to community, 
when it comes to community in the Middle East, community that represents child-free people is, is not there yet. And there are reasons, actually, I would come to explain later for how this kind of community cannot even be built, neither legally nor religiously. So, like, for now, I would actually tell you, these kind of communities are not yet available. So, if the, if the term itself is not available, how would it come to have a community that share the same ideology or the same, they, they agree on the same concept? Yeah. Well, this is... Exactly. This is going to be an interesting question to segue into then, because how would you summarize being child-free? You know, what's it like for That's you, it. It, right? Like in, in, in every aspect <laughs> of your life, how do you summarize that in your part of the world? So we'll start with Kazane and then we'll go to Isa. Yes, yes. Okay, so for me, um, this is something I always knew since I was a little child. And I knew that I was not going to have kids um, from a very early age, maybe like four or five. And my heart always knew what I wanted to do in my life. Um, but the education was totally against me because I'm not sure how it's like in other countries, but in Japan, when... When girls start uh, menstruating, they basically tell us our bodies have started preparing for motherhood, whether we like it or not. So that's something I was like, what the fuck, and for the very first time, <laughs> because I, I knew it was not. A, uh, so it was like a, around 2008 or 2007. But uh, so there's no words such as LGBT or stuff like that in Japan at that time. But I knew that people can choose different lives and the way they like. So I think it is very weird and long for education to put one perspective and tell young girls that they, that they are going to do something. It makes them feel like they have no other choices. So that's something I always knew. Um, I was like, and I always feel like my lifestyle and my preference um, are threatened by the country and, and conservatives. Um, so I try to um, I try to make it safe for women and everyone to choose the way they like. And I try to make this country a better place for women and other people in child-free community to safely choose the way they like and they how they want to live and stuff like that. Yeah. Isa, go ahead. Yeah, to summarize it, right? <laughs> well, uh, I would be honest. Like, to be honest, it is being child-free in, in Yemen or in the Middle East is the worst idea you could ever come up with. And I will tell you why. Yeah, there are three main <laughs> reasons why it could be the worst idea. <laughs> well, like, uh, from the culture aspect, from the culture aspect, the Yemen society, uh, they they are proud of having many children. They they want to have eleven children, twelve children, thirteen children. Like you, I I think if you have heard about the Muslim, generally Arabs, specifically, they like to have big families. So they are proud of how many children they have. You can easily find a person with eleven children, eight children, nine children. A small family is considered a one who has six children to five children. This is considered small family. Wow. So like. Yes. Exactly, like like culturally, it is planted in their mind that it is better always to have 
kids, more kids. In fact, they feel more proud of you if they have son. If they have son, it's like wow, they 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 want the jackpot. Like it is, it's amazing. It's like the people would actually answer ridiculously. Like if I have like eight sons, and by the time they are old enough, they will. If I, they can just bring me a hundred dollar a month, and that is eight hundred dollar a month I'm making, and I'm sitting at home, I'm like a boss. Like uh, it is a comfortable life. That that means they, you know, they value it. Like they think of it as it's a treasure. You, once you have more kids, it's just like you got backup. If you have a fight, if you have uh, financial difficulties, if you have whatever, like they are there for you. These are your minions, you know. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. culturally, it is actually encouraged. It is it's loved to have kids. People grow up with this kind of mentality where it is great idea to have more children. Especially you are more even blessed if you have boys. And the second thing is, like let's say, if you did consider to to choose to have uh, a child-free lifestyle, okay. Uh, the second point will come marriage in Yemen. Uh, generally. It goes. There is no sexual intercourse before marriage. It is. It is. You know, in Islamic terms, the, the term halal, which means permissible, and haram, it means not permissible. These two terms, like I think everyone must be familiar with, halal and haram. Halal is permissible. Haram is not permissible. So, Islamically, having a sexual intercourse with anyone before marriage. Is considered haram that is not permissible it's prohibited so generally speaking you are to get married and then you are to have children that is how it is usually works so if a if a person say i would like to be a child free and i'm not going to have children i will just get married and stay happy with my wife forever uh, there is certainty that he will never get married because First of all, the family of the girl will like will definitely never even allow him to reach to talk to the girl what his idea is. You will be refused from the very from the get go. Like it is like if you are not going to have kids, what do you want to do with my girl? You just get lost. Of course, nobody even if the person does believe that you should not have kids, nobody will actually have the audacity to go and tell the man. I'm going to get, I would like to marry your daughter, but I, I'm not planning to have kids. It's like, this is ridiculous. They will slap you in the face. <laughs> like, uh, so if you, if you are, if you are a person in Yemen who is thinking, okay, I'm going to be a child free and then get married and have a happy, have a happy life in Yemen, that is out of the question. Don't even bother. You will only humiliate yourself. So you most likely will not get married. That is, in fact, it's a definite. Uh, the third thing is is religion. Religion is absolutely it is against this idea of having of having of not having kids actually. And it is like how do I tell you? And in short, because this question will come later. In short, religion explicitly supports the idea of having kids. Like it encourages kids having kids. And the second one is. It goes all means that are available now for preventing having kids. So when it comes to religion, and when we say religion, people there are religious, more than 99%. That's almost 100%. We can't say 100% because we don't know everyone, but 
practically speaking, everyone you will find is a Muslim. And those kind of people, they take their religion literally. So there we have two types when it comes to legally and religious. So the, you could almost say the legal things are religious things and the religious things are legal because there is something called Sharia law. That is the religion law. Whatever is prescribed in the religion has to be implemented by the court. So if you got an order from the court, it is actually according to what the script in the Islamic religion says. You got me. So Islam in short does not, it is very pro-natalist and does not support the idea in any shape or form where you, you go otherwise. Yeah, so Isi, you brought up some great <laughs> points about yeah, you, some great points about religion. So, uh, Kazane, how about in Japan? How does religion play a role in the the pronatalism in Japan? Well, so um, as you guys probably know, Japan is one one of the most non-religious countries. So we uh, we are not raised uh, based on the idea of a religion. It is almost non-existent among. Um, Japanese people. So I don't think we are affected by religious aspect at all, but there is a, uh, like I said, there's a problem with peer pressure and also uh, Japan has this uh, political party called Liberal Democratic Party, uh, the most powerful politics, uh, politicians, um, politics party in Japan. Um, it's been rebelled that they are very conservative and it's been revealed that they have have ties with this religious cult that are against uh, that is against uh, same-sex marriage abortion and women's rights as well so the policy of japan does not always reflect um the view of japanese people but since the most powerful politics uh, politicians have strong ties with this religious cult uh, that's why Japan is uh, moving very slow towards humanity and democracy. But I hope um, all the past will be cleaned up uh, through media coverage, because now we know that politicians, uh, we used to think uh, who are working for us, uh, has had a cult uh, connection with religious cult and very unhealthy um, ties with such anti-social religious cult and um, now we are aware of what's really going on so i hope we can just uh, move forward for democracy after finding out the problem behind the diet so yes that's all you stole my question i was going to say let's segue right into right into religion it's good moderating when you can read each other's minds all right well like see I could definitely say religion is the driving force behind having many children in the Middle East and in Yemen in particular. Because now one of the main reasons for some of some some child-free people choosing to be child-free is the financial concern. Now the in the Quran there is a verse that says, We provide for them and you. So it is like you not need you do not need to worry when it comes to the financial aspect for the unborn children and you just go ahead have your baby and we'll take care of the rest because we are the ones who that's god god is the one who is taking care who is giving provision for 
for the children, unborn children, and the, the ones who are existing currently. And the second one is like abortion. Abortion is not permissible. That is haram in Islam. So like, obviously it will be legally not possible. It's illegal thing. Like if a, a woman in her first trimester decided to go to the hospital and choose to abort this child, it is not possible. The hospital is legally not allowed to facilitate for this woman to abort the child. However, there are some, you know, out of ordinary exceptions where the life of a woman is at risk, but that is not what we are talking about. We are talking about a person who's chosen to be child-free and they just decided they don't want this child. That cannot happen, not, not legally nor religiously. Uh, the third point is permanent sterilization, like a vasectomy or tubal ligation. So these two is obviously haram. That is not permissible. They are, they are prohibited. So a man choosing to have a vasectomy or any, any, any act that would eventually lead to a permanent sterilization is haram. That is not permissible. So, uh, you cannot go in Yemen and go to a hospital, even if you are 50 years old, 60 years old, you can't go to a hospital and say, okay, I would like to have a vasectomy. It's not allowed. And similarly in the whole Middle East countries, actually. So when it comes to permanent sterilization, it's a period, like it's illegal. It is not, not permissible. And the, 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 the fourth point is I would go extreme, but it, it is not directly because of being child-free, it's related, which is that penalty that is from religion. How it can happen, this one. Now, if you choose to be a child-free, obviously you have your own way of thinking, you have a logic that sounds well to your mind. And when debating with these kind of people, they would tell you, you need not to worry about the finance. Let's say, take the finance as an aspect. You need not to worry about the finance because God is going to take care of the, of your children. It's not your responsibility. He, the God, God is already taking care of you and your children. So you need not to worry. You would answer something as simple as there are many families I can see in my life with so many children who are who are actually miserable. They are suffering too much. Why God did not help them? So when you start this kind of conversations and you start questioning the faith, why God, why this, why that, it will give them the impression that you are becoming a blasphemer. And if they manage I, I, to support it, Sorry, I'm just yeah. going to interrupt because we ha we have to start wrapping up the panel. I just want to check for incoming sure. questions, but I wanted to throw it to Kazanay for a second because what Isa is sharing, this is very much what you are advocating for in Japan, and there's a lot of similarities. So can you spend a minute and quickly uh, share with us what you are hearing that, that resonates with you and is similar to the, your experience in Japan? Well, so in Japan, usually law itself is very ambiguous and it is very unlikely that uh, women are prosecuted for having or inducing abortions because as one of the countries among G7, they are worried about how they could be perceived in other countries. So they are gonna, they're not gonna persecute or attack women, but 
this law stipulates that women need to get permission from men to get abortion legally. And we can also do forgery and it's not going to be prosecuted either. But this is something um, they criminalize women from for having abortions without male consent. And they also uh, penalize women uh, inducing abortion by themselves. So that's something I've been fighting for. Um, also, I would like to talk about sterilization as well. So in Japan, there is a law called maternal body protection law. So, uh, so if you are a woman in Japan, you are considered as a future incubator, future mother, whatever it calls. So if you are child-free and if you prefer getting sterilized, that's not an option. So basically the hospitals and law tell you to have babies, like maybe a few babies for the country. I don't know for who, I mean, for the country or for men, for example, and then come back. So for child-free women in Japan, the ch choice of having their tubes tied um, is not an option. So that's why it's very hard right now. So I, I don't want to lie about my life preference because I think it, it is the way for them to make women feel bad about their choices so i don't need to tell lie about uh okay i have i already have two babies so i can do that so i don't have to tell lie about it because it's wrong i should be able to do that without anyone's con anyone's consent or under any circumstances because it's something i want but since it's difficult for me i i really want to find a doctor who can respect my privacy and my bodily autonomy so i've been trying to do that in the u.s instead because i i don't think japan can do that for me i wish i could have done that in the country i was born and raised but unfortunately i don't think it's possible so yeah but i think it is important because i know like some women who um, who decided to choose this kind of surgery outside the country, but since uh, there was stigma about it, they have not been vocal about it. So once I have it done, I will definitely be vocal about it and tell women that this is their choice as well, because it is very important for them to know what their rights are. And we are not future mothers, or we are not future mothers, or we are not future incubators for men or the country. So that's something I would try to tell them. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And so <laughs> man, I wish we had more time, but the great thing is we can always come back to this topic in the future. Uh, Kazane, Isa, thank you very much for your time. Is there anything that you guys want to, to plug that you're working on or? Uh, yes, so actually I, I launched a petition to remove the spousal consent in Japan. And I also have a Twitter to promote information on safe abortion, medication use on abortion as well. It is mostly in Japanese, but my Twitter account is let women decide. So if you're interested, uh, please follow me and I will get back to you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Kazane. Isa, anything for you? Any people to reach out to you? Yes, I actually, I actually would uh, inquire, ask you for an advice given being a child-free publicly in Yemen is not possible. So I actually could think of three solutions for, for a, a male person, okay? But first one is either immigration to a country which is child-free friendly. Second one is you just go with the stream and then try to convince your wife later on to be a child-free, you know? <laughs> the, the, the third one is... <laughs> the third one is 
is to actually have a vasectomy before getting married and, and keep it a secret and you be the bad person. And I need your advice if you have other solutions or what to go for. And it's, it's crazy to think that life has to be that way right now. But thank you both for your time. Mm -hmm. We appreciate all, all the insight you've given us. We're all, even though we're in different places in the world, I heard a lot of similarities to even what we have here in North America. So uh, thank you both for your time and I will be in touch later. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.